0: Welcome to Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I am your host, Mark. And we welcome Kelly Hogan, Nora O'Connor, and Casey McDonough of the Flat Five. Now, the best way to describe this band's music is familiar but surprising. They write nostalgic-sounding songs with lyrics about big bags of dope, kazoos, hot wheels, and peeing on the side of the road Kelly, Nora and Casey were a blast even though we did have to fight through some connection problems but they love playing music with each other and just enjoying their connection and their company and it really shows and then we have a hat fight follow them on social media but make sure it's the Flat 5 from Chicago and you can follow us at Performance A and check out the other great shows on the Pantheon Podcast Network and if you like our show consider buying us a cup of coffee on coffee.com that's ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety there's no subscription or commitment necessary and now let's jump right into the show with kelly hogan Nora o'connor and casey mcdonough of the flat five from
2: chicago hi everybody this is casey mcdonough and i'm scott (laughs) Legan. And
3: I'm Kelly Hogan, and we represent the Flat Five Chicago, USA. And you're listening to Performance Anxiety and Podcast you- yes! with Tall. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I was working at my other job, and I looked down, and it was six eleven. So I just did a Smokey and the Bandit over country roads back to my house. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay, so. laughs> get awesome. a deer how are you guys great hanging in yeah
0: excellent well thank you guys so much for joining me this is a pleasure
3: thank you for having us
2: yeah thank you oh you're welcome
3: okay three-part harmony then eggs oh. beautiful <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i 'm not sure how that'll work over skype, but we 'll it, try
3: it. Um, we've we 've tried for seven months now to sing with each other on Zoom and stuff, but
0: it doesn 't work so. it uh, i haven't uh, going happen uh, I have not used Zoom very often for this show and in fact i 'm not even sure if i've ever actually used it for this show i 've offered it and nobody 's I've got it. Nobody's taking me up on it. It's, mm-hmm.
3: we're, we're zoomers. We, we actually started zooming almost once a week since March. Just, we had one band meeting and we're like, well, let's just hang out. So we've been yeah, zooming yeah. every single week. Uh, so we're, we're zoomers now,
0: That's awesome.
3: but it was nice that we had to relearn Skype. So we, it was fine. Our practice Skype was fun. So.
0: Oh good. Yeah. I've got every option available. I think I have every single platform you can use for this FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, Duo, WhatsApp. And I'm not getting money from any of those. So I'm going to shut up and stop talking about them. (laughs) So the way I normally start this off is to find out how you guys got into music in the first place. So I'm not sure how we, how you guys want to do this. Um, We can do, take it one at a time and find out a little bit about your background. Um, So let's start with the biggest person on my screen right now. Casey. Hi, how did you get into music? I mean, we, did you grow up in a musical family or I did?
2: Yeah. um, My mom played, she doesn't really play anymore, but my mom played guitar. She took lessons at the old town school when I was a kid and we lived in old town and my oldest brother also took lessons there. My other brother also, could play a little bit and my dad was a, a giant record collector and a record fan. Oh, we also had a player piano growing up. so oh, there, cool. was always, there were records being played and you know, pumping my little legs and I'd <laughs> hang on, hang off the, the rail <laughs> of, of the piano because I couldn't reach if I sat down. You know, That was the only way I could reach the pedals. So I've sort of been making music in one way or another all my life. How did you decide to get into it professionally? There was never another option. Oh, <laughs> there was, there was just never going to be another, another choice.
0: So, no. Well, how old were you when yeah. you started playing out and publicly with other bands and stuff?
2: Um, I was, I've been playing in bands. I mean, kind of, I was in a band with my brothers and a couple of neighbors. Shout out to Mark and Jason Walker. Um, yeah. <laughs> We had a, we had a band called Ecology, man. Uh, oh, yeah. like in like 19, I don't know, 1973. It was pretty heavy stuff for a six year old, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I you know, I guess I, I've been in bands playing in front of people probably since sixth grade or junior high school and getting paid for it Wow, to one degree or another since uh, maybe I was 16. Oh wow! All right, Kelly. What? First of all, what are you
0: drinking? Because it looked delicious.
3: Uh Well, <laughs> it's um. It looks. It's two kinds of Franzia box wine on ice mixed together. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's my call <girl> right there. <laughs> you know, Grigio. It's the, the my unemployment for the pandemic. I've gone down two notches on my. Boxed wine. I've gone, I have to go to like Orbit Canyon, it's all over, but I'm in Franzia land. And so, yeah, it's Franzia, like red blend and Pinot Grigio. And it's actually, it makes it better than either separately. I, yeah. Oh, wow. Sometimes I put a lime in it and then it's totally fine. It's almost like a, and yeah, it's,
0: it's it's almost like a boxed sangria.
3: Yeah, it's like a rosé kind of thing. And it's in my Huxitani, Pennsylvania weather capital of the world mug. Nice. That makes it all. So that's what I'm having. What are you having? I have, um, okay, so
0: th- this is part, aha, sparkling water, black cherry and coffee. Mm-hmm. And then the other part mm. is Whoa. Buffalo Trace white dog.
3: Wow. So like black cherry and coffee flavor together. Yes. And that's and interesting.
0: White Dog, which is a weeded mash.
3: Okay. I see that. Which
0: is fantastic. Anything by Buffalo Trace, they I will drink mash? my face off with it. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Buffalo Trace, don't mess around. Uh-uh. You're right.
0: They are fantastic. Okay. So, so Kelly, I remember the first time I remember hearing you was actually on a uh, Bloodshot Records compilation uh, for a decade of sin. Oh yeah. Chicken Road.
3: Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. That, that was actually with um, Scott Legan from flat five played on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was my band. I had a jazz band called the wooden leg that played at the hideout every week for supposed to be a month. And it lasted a couple years. And yeah, that was, and that was a, t- it's a Tennessee Ernie Ford song that Rob Miller, president of bloodshot showed me on this weird record. Like we had the hardest time finding the publishing info. Cause it was like, no, like, I don't know if they did. <laughs> Once I got a splinter in the joint of my little toe. And a garden snake bit my knee by the bend of the little St. Joe. Honey, that's Missouri, the land of the dust and the toe. Chicken roll. Once that, was, that was really fun. That song is so weird. Yes. It's like some Sa- Faulkner short story. <laughs> it was really, yeah, it was yeah, Scotty and then Joel Patterson and, and I think Kevin O'Donnell on drums from Andy Bird's band. And yeah, it was, it There's was a, a lot
0: of weird stuff on that compilation. That's, that was a great comp. I love that. So, so how did you get into music? What started your trip?
3: Um, well, I my mom said I could sing whole songs before I could say complete sentences. Like I just had the radio was always on at our house or a record player. I don't I don't come from a musical family at all. I'm the only freakazoid in my but nobody plays anything. Everybody likes music, you know, to lesser degrees but like radios were always on so and I, my mom used to put on Tom Jones records and I love Tom Jones and I would like pull myself up in my diaper on the console and I would like <laughs> Tom Jones so and then yeah I just I loved music I loved Buck Owens and the Monkees and I got my own record player in kindergarten because I kept slamming my fingers in the big like 60s coffin oh. console like I would rock on it and then the lid would slam down so they got me my own record player when I was five I guess and then my own records and then I just yeah I was super shy though I was a super nerd like always reading books and secretly I like to sing. Well then I got I got a Kmart record player maybe in fifth grade for Christmas and like an upgrade that had an 8-track like 8-track but it also it had a microphone that attached in like an aux Mm -hmm. and really like we used to hold it on our heart and hear our heartbeat or hold it (laughs) on our butts and hear like wherever you're in but then so we would play DJ but then when nobody was around I'd sing to my records and then I really I got fever so I I don't know, I just sang. But the first time I sang in public I was at summer camp in fifth grade or sixth grade and I used to lead the sing alongs at camp at night because I knew I could just remember songs. I could just remember all these songs. Yeah. And my tent mates stole my clothes when I was in swim class and refused to get my clothes back for a couple of days until I agreed to sing at the going home ceremony when the parents came. Oh, because I was like, no way, man! It was too scary. Like I was too afraid. But I finally asked to get my clothes back after three days in a damp bathing suit. Oh my god! Little mushrooms in Georgia, Georgia summer. But yeah, so I sang. I sang memories from the way we were barefooted, like to uh, you know two hundred brownies and. Girl Scouts and their parents, and oh. but it was because yeah, it emboldened me. And when I went back to school, I tried out for chorus. And then after that, it was just like, and it, I just kept on going and started oh. singing, Started singing in bands on the sly in high school because my dad's a policeman. So I, I, I uh, oh. if you're a man you can, you can lie real good. So <laughs> I started singing in, in bars with, with, I didn't drink or anything. I didn't want to do anything like that. I just wanted to sing. Yeah. So I started singing with, at the time I was like, oh, it's these old jazz dudes. They were probably 29 and just <laughs> jazz, jazz standards and stuff. Like Ellington, I was really into, excuse me, let my dog out, um, into Billy Holiday and stuff like that. So. Oh, wow. You well, I was really into Van Halen and ACDC, which is great. And then my friend Kenneth in 10th or 11th grade, he came to school and he handed me a Billy Holiday double set on Verve. And I was like, what's this for? And he said, I'm saving you from yourself. Oh. And,
2: uh, he
3: got me into that. trajectory. Too. And I sent all my heavy metal records to this guy in homeroom for $5 and I've been rebuying them ever since. <laughs> her down and you know oh, back, man. Up and all that. what an idiot I was just like I do jazz now but yeah anyway that happened
0: I, with jazz though
3: you know I've heard that just,
0: with a few people big into yeah, jazz
3: I just got into it
0: yeah so. you get the fever and then you just get rid of everything else and you're like why did I do that
3: yeah. I, well, I did. It was jazz. And then I was really into B-52s. I love them. Yep. And being from Atlanta, like you could go see them. So oh, get the that's... Fox food and stuff. So. so that's my story.
0: Our... And, so Nora, yeah. how did things start for you?
1: I think similar to these other cats, um, I just grew up there was a lot of music in the house. My dad is a good Irish singer, but I'm nobody else in my family plays music, but we always had records and you know, I just listened to the radio all the time and memorized words to every song and picked up tennis rackets and hairbrushes and was performing in front of the mirror for years. And then um I did musical theater in high school which kind of got me taking singing a little more seriously. And then in college um, went to SIU in southern Illinois and kind of got in with a lot of the locals and that was a, there was a huge bluegrass scene there so that's when I really kind of found my my rootsy angle in music and I learned how to play guitar and I sang in a lot of vocal bands and um, you know and it's just I've just been in a ton of bands if you haven't seen it with Kelly for Longer than I haven't been. <laughs>
3: so um, <laughs> yeah. years. Yes. Is that tr- oh yeah, maybe so. We got thrown together in and Andrew Bird's band to sing back up. And we started, I remember starting to sing and I was just like, wanted to grab her hand be like, never leave me. Never leave. <laughs> if you have a blend with somebody, you'll, you'll like do anything. It'd be like fan handling. I need $5 to get to Nora. Yeah, So I just, one reason the flat five, even though we're all like busy with a million other things, we just can't, our blend is it's it's a it's a rare thing to have it's like really symbiotic relationship with these people where somebody can just start singing you know like you know monday monday and everybody just like like we know all the parts or, you know just anything and it's it's we, we would do anything to be next to each other like we love our practices if we if a show or if we played a show and nobody came we would still play the show because we just we love we practice for like Five or six hours, and we, we wow. have the so it just seems like it goes by like that. And that's the thing; I could spend an entire
0: show talking about the people you guys have all performed with and and worked with.
3: Bored, we're bored. but high class. <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> but but yeah, so yeah. Nora, Nora was singing with everybody, and I knew about her, and then got to sing with her, and I'm like, that was it. So, yeah.
0: so how did the, there's cause there's five guy five people in the band. Yeah. And how did everybody decide to come together to do this band slash project?
3: It was kind of like a snowball, because it kind of started where Scott Legan and I I knew who he was because I'd seen his band, The Heatersons, when I was cocktail waitressing at a club called The Hideout in Chicago. And I'd seen him at um, uh, his brother Chris Leegan and his wife Heather McAdams do an annual show called the uh, Chris and Heather's Country Calendar Show. She does a little country calendar and so twelve acts do every month of the year, and it's always super fun. And so I knew about Scott from that, but I think I was I was supposed to play either a calendar show or another one of those Heather McAdams shows, and my guitar player canceled at the last minute. So I called Chris to say I couldn't do their show, and he was like, "Well, wait a minute, my brother Scott plays." guitar, and he's right here at my house. Why don't you talk to him and see if you guys can figure this out. So I talked to Scott for like 20 minutes on the phone, and the set list was all blood relation duets like Movin Brothers and Everly Brothers and all these like very you know, heart, close harmony things. And I got off the phone and my roommate was like, well, do you think you're going to do it? And I was like, well, it's either, it's going to either have to work like this or it's going to be terrible. And then he came over. And from the moment we started singing together, it was that what I'm talking about. Just like, uh, like when birds all fly together, like a murmuration, like we didn't have to mm-hmm. effortless and it was just joy. And we liked a lot of the same people. We bonded really hard over a performer named Georgie fame. And, um, so, yeah, we did the show, and, it, and then we just, we just started playing together all the time. And then Nora, yeah, we wanted to be, we added Nora. We had formed a trio called the Lamentations. And was oh, that, cool. who got that gig, Nora? Did you, I can't remember. It was at Hot House. We're supposed to open for Blind Boys of Alabama. Oh, wow. Right? Did we get that gig? Did you get that gig? Did, did we glom the gig because well, we're uh,
1: hot? Maybe both of us were asked, and then we, you know, and then we started the trio with um, with Scott and Kelly and myself. Yeah. Or I don't know.
3: I don't remember how. I just that how? that was where we got. That's where we became a threesome, kind of. Yeah. It's the lamentations. We were a gospel band that sang songs that didn't mention Jesus. So. <laughs> you yeah, we didn't have all those to, You know, just joy The joy in religion without having a I play for this team or that team Okay so, what? <laughs> Right,
1: and then there were songs that we just wanted to play that we couldn't play as a trio and Scott had already been playing with Casey so then Casey came and joined the band. But we were not the we had a different drummer. We had Gerald Dowd was playing drums with us the first few years and then we
3: transitioned to with Alex Hall became our drummer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Gerald is a busy, busy dude. So even though yeah, you know, we pretty much only played once a year for the first couple of years we were a band. Like oh. We play a show in December, like a holiday kind of show because everybody was so busy, and I was on tour with Nico Case and and just gone all the time. And so um, I think does Scott still live in Peoria? Like when Scott and I first started playing together, he would commute like three hours to wow. come play on the Hideout for tips. Because we just we had rabies for each other. So
0: So how did you guys come up with the name Flat Five?
3: Didn't we have a show and it was we I don't yeah, it was it was quick. We needed a name. Yeah. Yeah. It was like operating under the Lamentations
1: and we realized we're not the Lamentations anymore. We have this uh Oh, no. Oh, we lost oh, Nora again. Oh, no. 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 Okay,
0: improv. Who can pick that up?
3: Oh, well, yeah. I <laughs> remember standing there, like, at the hideout going, what are we going to be called? And I was like, okay, there's five of us, blah, blah, blah. You know, flat five is a chord and music. Uh-huh. Or- but later we found out that a lot of five member bands had that same idea. There's a whole lot of flat fives in the world. Yeah. Like, and there's like a bunch of jazz clubs called the flat fives. And so that's why our website is flat five Chicago, which I kind of dig. Like our, our business, our LLC is the flat five Chicago. Okay. okay. Yeah. And we like to represent, Hey, she's back. Yay! <laughs>
0: Aww. Oh no. Uh oh. if We got a message from Nora since she, she won't talk because her connection is bad. So.
1: But I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. 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 You're just fine.
0: <laughs> All right. So I think we're back with the flat three at this point. Right. So the music is, I, I mean, I can't say anything other than just brilliant because it's. It's devious. Maybe that's another word for it. Because you guys have these really nostalgic sounding songs. I mean, you've got the Beach Boys on one hand, the Andrews Sisters times, you know, you've got Antonio Carlos Jobim in another song. And the lyrics are like nothing like any of those people would write. And it (laughs) killed me. I... I'm listening. The first time I listened, I was work, I was at my job and I'm listening to it, and I'm just kind of like going along, doing my work. And then it finally hit me. I'm like, wait, what in the hell are they singing about? This isn't
2: <laughs> this
0: isn't go get a big bag of dope? What the oh, you're so great big yeah. bag of dope?
2: This is your
0: intent of this band to, to from the beginning to have such a, a sharp wicked sense of humor
2: i think it comes out naturally in whatever we're all doing because i think all five of us are, are pretty funny people and all in, in pretty different ways too the ways that complement each other are similarly to our musical abilities too okay but uh, a lot of the humor in the records is, is going to be from chris Lee and, yeah. He writes all the songs, but even, even when, we're, when we're performing live and, and just doing whatever, all kinds of songs, there's, there's a lot of levity. You know, we, we take the music seriously, but not ourselves at all.
0: Yeah. Right. It shows because the performances, uh, I've see the show from JBTV and you guys are tight. The music is fantastic. And the, the again, I'm just sitting there listening to the words watching you guys perform live how how do you guys keep a straight face while you're singing about punching somebody's mother-in-law in in the face and and peeing (laughs) on the side of the road and
3: i think but don't you think that's like such a real love song like don't isn't that like the sweetest sir walter raleigh thing you could do you know isn't that it's just real like it is just well, you don't hear anybody sing about it, but that's what, oh, remember with that time when I had to pee really bad and the trucks were going by? <laughs> it is
0: It is the coat over the puddle.
3: It is. It's the Sir Walter yeah. play of Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> is, you, is you stand guard so nobody can watch you pee on the side of the road. But it is, but like Casey was saying, I mean, we, the music, our delivery is very sincere, like we yeah. believe in it. And Nora expertly sings that song. I mean, that song brings people to tears. Years, you know, even though she's talking about hitting your mother, you know, the mother had it coming. So i a straight face when you do that song.
0: I couldn't do it. I, I got. I mean, maybe that's one reason besides lack of talent that I'm not a professional musician because there's just no way I could do that. I would be sitting there. I I took improv classes and I still broke after taking a bunch of classes. And it, it was just I love it, but I break easy.
3: That's, it's okay, it's okay, Mark. Share <laughs> with us. The great thing, just like when you're interpreting a song, you really—it's like you lose yourself in it. You're in it, like every time, even though you've sung it a bunch of times, you're in the.
2: Storm.
3: You know, some nights you're not. Some nights, if your throat's, if you feel bad, or you know, your ex-boyfriends in the audience, or something's taking you out of your your reality, you know, just something, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Nora, when you sing Birmingham, I don't know, or like I see things when I'm singing, you know, I I have have visuals of I'm in the song, I'm in the story. So what, what do you do in Birmingham to keep from laughing?
1: it I can I can see it all and um, I think it would be a really nice thing if someone took cover for me so I can pee. I, I don't think that's funny. I think that's a really since really nice thing to do. And the hitting mother thing is so absurd. Um, but I you know, I love the the nervous energy I get from the audience when I sing that. You know, some people laugh. Should I laugh? Shouldn't I laugh? Yes. Most people laugh. Most people know it it's silly and it's funny and it's okay
3: to laugh. So it's always great to feel the reaction to that song. I just think that song in particular, you can really feel there's the intimacy between the two, you know, whoever the singer is talking to. Yeah, that's like so intimate, and it's it's refreshing. Like details, you know, it's not mm-hmm. generalities like Moon June and all that stuff. It's very specific. It seems like it seems like a real, you know, phone conversation you you overheard or something. You know, it's so real. It is. But Chris Leegan just has a really twisted, great sense of humor.
0: <laughs> and it, it's relatable. Like you were saying before, you know, it's it's a relatable sentiment. You know, you, you did. It. It's not something super lofty or abstract. It's it's real. We
3: were on a gondola in Venice. Yes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah,
2: so.
3: <laughs> I had to pee on the side of the road, and you, yeah. So I just think it's great. But then. Yeah, there are like Nora was saying. Sometimes the audience will laugh even though we're delivering it sincerely because we believe believe in it. Yeah, but but that's just kind of fun. That's a nervous tension, like she was saying. Right. It's kind of, you're feeling something.
0: Well, yeah. what it did for me was I'm, I'm listening to the first album, so I'd I, I heard the new one, but I went back and decided to listen to the to the first one. And this is your night is awesome. Bug light, some Birmingham. All these songs are coming. You're still Joe. And then all of a sudden she's only five hits. I'm, I'm listening and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm at work. So I'm trying to click back and just see what the names of the, each of these songs are. as I'm going through. And I'm like, okay, these songs are very huge. She's only five. That's, this is it's, getting, that's this the market market weird. Title,
3: it? It's a, it's perfect. Well, cause it can be interpreted in <laughs> lots of ways, but exactly. <laughs> right.
0: So yeah, I was very relieved to find out that it didn't go anywhere that I was afraid it could go because.
3: And it's actually in the, cause we don't do words, right? Yeah. We just do. Cause this, the song does have words.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a very the, sweet lyric. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Casey. Tell them. Oh, well, it's, very sweet song about just about a, a, a little girl that I don't want. I don't know if, if we need to tell the story, the actual story or just what the song is about. It's just about a nice kid that you like being around. Cause, cause it's a nice kid. Yeah. And the, lyric, the lyrics are, she's only five. She knows how to drive. She drives me crazy. She opens her eyes and changes the skies from to blue from hazy. Swing me higher, Chris. Yes. You know, But yes. yeah. it's really.
3: Yeah, just about, a, because people can have French, like, I live on a street in the, in this little country town, and I know more kids in the town than I do the adults, because I live on the river, and everybody fishes in my backyard, so oh. I have, I have lots of friends that are 10 years old, and I hope people don't think that's weird, but they, do, you know, right. just, I do know, like, hey, there's little David, and big David, and Xander, and so it's like a really sweet little relationship with with a kid like your niece or your your next door neighbor's kid that comes over and you know plays with your dog or something But but yes the title can be interpreted provocatively
0: not intentionally it was just I was just after hearing these these really wild lyrics I'm all right Oh yeah. What no, yeah. What, mm-hmm. what what's gonna go on with this one? So I
3: can I can see what you're saying that way, yeah. After after after, you know, Birmingham and all that <laughs> other stuff. And you're yeah. like, oh God, like it's a landmine, or you're yeah. opening one of those hmm. <laughs> jars of like peanuts and the snake's gonna come out. Exactly. You know? And and <laughs> not that I expected something <laughs> weird to happen, but
0: I was like, all right, this is even this is nice and sweet. This is great so yeah
3: because there is sweetness in the songs like this yeah. oh. has a but there's lots of sweetness in the songs so very much so and then just that really great little twist of you know sense of humor so <laughs> does chris come in
0: with the songs basically fully formed and tell you guys what to do or do you have to work them out in practices <laughs>
3: Go ahead, guys. Hey, okay. there's a significant <laughs> thing, thing moment going on on my street. This guy just stops to get pick up his girlfriend and he turned on his radio and he's in the street dancing to bring her. Out. Oh, and she's mad. She's it's him. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to cut that out.
0: No, I gonna, gonna leave it in. I'm gonna leave that in
3: in my little town I'm it's you can't not be Mrs. Kravitz so I know that her boyfriend just started working for Vox karaoke and he just pulled up in his karaoke wagon and then he blasted and and then she was like darn it all anyway sorry everybody so. no that's awesome <laughs> All right, it's just a little street street life. So, anyway, so Chris Leegan, I mean, Scott Leegan, his brother, is in our band, and Chris is Scott's older brother. Right. And we, um, I think, you know, for this record, like, it's songs like that maybe some of us knew from some of Chris's records and then there's some brand new songs and yeah, he usually slides them our way, you know, intact as far as Chris made them, you know, and then we, we swerve on however we want and hope that he, we're always, when we send the version to Chris to listen to, we always are a little like, I hope he likes it, but he did. He liked our record. He liked what we did with the songs. Mm -hmm.
1: But we don't sway from the melody. You know, we do the song the way it's written. We just arrange it the way the flat five would, you know. Okay.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. I'd like to know how often do you guys actually get together to practice? Because you guys are always... You know, you're busy right musicians, always out touring with people and, and working on projects. How how hard is it to get together?
3: Pre COVID
2: right. or post yeah, COVID? Exactly. But yeah, uh, go ahead, Casey. We were on a pretty hot streak for the last few years. Certainly since the first album came out, we've we've just all made it a point to clear our schedules and and make time more time than usual as we had been and um so we've been we've been trying to get out a few times per quarter so the rehearsal curve wouldn't be too too severe we're, we're still pretty hot from the last time and we can always throw a couple a couple of new songs in and pull a couple of older songs out of the backlog and put them back in and keep audiences fresh but yeah everything's gone to uh, Everything's gone to the um do we still have back burners? Um <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Um, yeah, it's
3: still it's in a it's in a crock pot. It's in a crock pot back there on the counter. So just nice
0: doing yeah. staying nice and
3: Yeah, kind of you know it's super sad because we have you know this new record coming out and it's we can't you know try to figure out how we're going to do any sort of album release party even for streaming because I live in Wisconsin and just getting all together and how to do it but but yeah we because we used to just play once a year remember that remember that band meeting where we were like let's play quarterly yeah excited (laughs) proud to play seasons like (laughs) that was huge for us to commit to and then and then yeah then it's that sort of ramped up into then the record first record came out and then yeah, it was as much as we possibly can. Yeah. I, love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Do you guys
0: get a chance to actually tour with the band with the flat five or is it more of just playing when you can?
3: I wish we could. It's really, I mean, touring in any sort of peanut sized band is so difficult it's it's not will we lose money? It's how much money right. we lose. It's really because right. I I would love for us to tour. I mean, you know, there's the schedule issue, but then there's the money issue. You know, but I'd love to like and we we do we do regional like we'll play Madison and Milwaukee and we've done you know uh, Peoria Saint Louis not Peoria that's still on the docket gotta get big and be but, you know, to Ohio and. I, We've been we've been working
1: Milwaukee and Madison really a lot just trying to trying to get in there because they're so nice and close. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, but we I mean we. I remember we saved, we wanted to go to the West Coast for the last record, like just to let's go. And people write to us on our Facebook page all the time, like, please come to New York or please play a show here or there, or the UK. It's like, wow. please please send us $10,000 and we can.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: but I mean, we saved gig money for nine months to be able to finance a trip to the West Coast for the last record. And What, what was that, like uh, January of 2017? Yeah, And we arrived in Portland the day of uh, the worst blizzard in 40 years. And oh. so, we're like, our first show was canceled, and we couldn't rent the van, and it was all, like, it, ended, it went from that to the end. They were, like, we we're driving to San Francisco mudslides, and it was, you know, we ended up playing some shows where that was. Oh, <laughs> that was arduous but on our on our new record in the liner notes we thank the west coast tour saviors who say helped us and loaned us equipment and you know kept us 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 off the ledge put us up took us out for pancakes and that kind of thing so oh nice so we'd like to but it's really difficult yeah
0: because I would love for you guys to come out to the dc area I would I've really really gotten into both albums since scheduling this, and uh, it's you guys have really become a favorite of mine, and it's it's kind of oh. it's unexpected for me. I usually like heavier.
3: I heard music. in the Matt Wilson podcast you really liked Metallica. And oh metal man, you're like a metal guy. So I yeah. Well, but so was I at one point. I was. A huge, now, I was yeah. a huge
0: metal guy yeah. in in like middle school and high school, and then senior year in high school it was 91 and that's when grunge broke and then that all bets were off for that so
3: right yeah that well,
0: was when my my mania for record collecting began and 3,500 cds later
3: oh my gosh i'm listening
0: to you guys now so.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Never, never say never. It's always evolving. I still, I still blast some Van Halen. I, oh. I, I like, I blasted Fugazi this morning. I really love all that old stuff. So, um, yeah.
0: Then you'll like the show I've got coming out in a couple of weeks. They're, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, they're uh, one of the first producers, uh, Ted Nicely.
3: Oh, Oh yeah, right on. Yeah. Okay. So he'll, I'm excited.
0: That's a, that's like a two hour show. So, I'm, I've got to okay. do some serious mm-hmm. editing on that one.
3: Well, I had, I had my phone in my overall front pocket, so I was out, like, planting this morning, sweating, listening to the second half of the Matt Wilson. Oh. So it was really great. It was really good. And then I, it made me have to listen to the Matt Wilson album again. It's so good. It's oh. Yeah. It's so great. The harp, and the, I mean, it's just so, like you. I think you guys said, it's refreshing. Like, it is just something. Yeah. You're not hearing a harp and no drums, but then those beautiful Beach Boys harmonies, and
2: yeah, we Would love you-
3: them.
0: Which is a similar feeling I got when I started listening to the flat five. I'm like, this is so different. And it's even different than the Matt Wilson stuff because, and I, I, this is going to, I don't want this to sound bad. It doesn't sound contemporary. It's, no, but we, we know. And that's what I love about it. it. It's, you know, it's like, this is, this is so different.
1: I like to taste sugar cake.
0: It's so nice to hear something that is familiar but different.
3: Well, I guess, like, when did uh, maybe the last Monday in July, uh, WXRT in Chicago... Who, that's a big station and they, they love us and uh, we love them and so they were going to premiere our single drip a drop on uh, the big beat like the new music show on my right. Okay. and so I was in the kitchen like doing dishes and streaming XRT and I'm listening to the show and it's like all this new music and all different flavors of new music but then it got to like now we're going to hear from Chicago's flat five and they played our song and I just laughed maniacally through the whole thing because it didn't it didn't sound like anything. It was the weirdest <laughs> sensation. Like there was no like, ah, you know, like a lot of other stuff is produced so beefy. Yeah. And it was like, I liked it. It was just the weirdest. It wasn't even just the lyrical content or anything. It was just, it was just like, da da da, da and then a little butterfly just floats through, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a and, and drops an Easter egg. Yeah. I just laughed. I could not stop laughing the whole time. A <laughs> weird, like, okay. And it's like, thanks for playing our record expert. <laughs> like, and I was wondering, like, are people in Chicago that don't know us going, what the hell is this? Did I accidentally you
0: know? hit 40s on four? Or...
3: And, you know, after Courtney Barnett or something. And yeah. then it's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> But it, we're, it's, I like being so weird. I don't mean, we 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 we're proud. Proud nerds. We we what do we say? We love us. We love- yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh,
0: I love you guys too. And and Nora, I'm going to I want to tell you right now that you played the most emotive kazoo I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So- really hard on that and I, I do actually played a green kazoo for a while but it, oh. it just wasn't wasn't working so now i play the blue kazoo <laughs> Well, it's got
0: to
3: be fitting. It's right?
1: Always fun to play. I always, I, I, I always feel the drama when I'm playing that that <laughs> part, that song.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> another song. Just <laughs> for-
1: watching, I'm watching, watching Scott and Casey have to start at the same time. I'm always like, are they going to do it? Because they yeah. they start the song and each part of the song, and I'm like, <laughs> they got it. They always get it. But they always get it every time. <laughs> they to watch.
0: All right, so I was listening to the new album, and I wanted to tell you guys that. I live in Virginia, so Girl of Virginia was one of my f- favorites. I mean, it's a great song, but the fact that it mentions my state kind of pushes mm-hmm. it over the edge for me. And I have two daughters, so...
3: It was
4: Girl of Virginia I wish I
0: But, oh, and I'll tell you, this, two daughters and a son, and my oldest daughter and my son, who's in the middle, just got their driver's license yesterday, so.
3: Uh, oh, wow. dude, drink some more Buffalo Trace. I'm going to.
0: I'm going to crack it open and drink it straight at this point, but.
3: <laughs> but. What? So are you in D.C.? Are you in like Alexandria or something then? Where are you in D.C. proper? I am in Winchester. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. The home
0: of Patsy Klein.
3: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I heard that for some reason. Yeah, my, I, I have two brothers that live in D.C. Okay, and my sister-in-law is from there. They live on uh, C Street Northeast. Okay, but they're they're actually about to move out near Rixieville. So he he's he. Uh, Cole Pepper, my yep. my brother, pilot, so he has to drive all the time. So they
0: can move out. Yeah, Cole a lot closer to me than. Yes, I, uh,
3: yeah. Yes. yes. It's, old colonial stagecoach trails about that
0: way yeah <laughs> yeah i gotta drive to i got a 45 minute commute to work and it's all horse trails yeah so,
3: crazy <laughs>
0: <up>. <laughs> but actually i i love that song i loved uh, the world missed out is a great track. i i didn't particularly predict the ending of this song but I, I, the entire time, I'm actually supposed to be working, and as it's playing, I'm just I'm am not working so much, and I'm You're not listening.
3: an air traffic controller or something. Uh, are you? Not anymore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I want, I want to work as something you can be distracted at. So. I I just work
0: in, med- in in the medical industry. It's cool. All right, fair enough. So, but I did find myself stopping what I was doing and just listening to that story, and it it was really just kind of grabbed me, and I'm. Really love that song.
3: It's the brilliance of Chris Leegan, man, and yeah. just, just like Birmingham, you know, just the details of it. Yes. And except for the last verse, I think a lot. I think a lot of that's a true true story. I think Scott said, you know, that's a sort of a true a true thing. So, and just the just the details from the from the t- first time I heard it and that first verse about you know that piece of Hot Wheel track that I yeah. chewed. Yes. I, we, I we used to chew the little connectors that looked like little tongues, and yep. we were just. <laughs> <laughs> if you're as old as me, yeah, it's just so. To me, the more specific you get, then the more relatable it is, and then yeah, the yeah. Then the, the ending. We maybe we shouldn't even say. No, uh, no. we'll let, song, let,
0: let everybody buy the uh, album and figure it out for yeah. themselves
3: yeah it's 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 another sort of maybe that's a raymond carver short story that song so and that's the yeah. first song
0: i've ever heard that reference hot wheels
3: yeah i don't think i know another hot wheels song you have to think about it
0: i'm going to tag them in the in my social media posts for this so maybe the sponsoring
3: yeah if you can't get zoom on your on on board maybe you get some hot wheels hot wheels yeah. I'm still trying
0: for buffalo trace and they haven't responded to anything i sent them
3: Oh, I'm sorry. And I
0: send them a lot. <laughs> so how long does it take for an album to to come together for, for you guys to, you know, rehearse it, record it, and get it out with with your crazy schedules? Pre-COVID.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet.
1: To Casey, why don't you take this one? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it
2: If I have to. Our first one took a lot longer, mostly because of uh, scheduling. There were periods where. Where one or two or three or four of us where we just couldn't get in the same room for almost ten months, Oh wow, I think shortly after we had started making it, and like when we're all together and doing it, we work pretty quick, so I think the first album probably took from the first day of recording till it came out. It was almost exactly two years Wow i think I think we started in October of. 14.
3: Yeah. Well, that's when um, the December stuff started up for me and Nora and you guys at queue, hot and heavy and right. Nico Case on the side. So, yeah, we were gone. We were yeah. just yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Casey said, when
1: we're together, we we work really fast and efficient and with the new record, we decided to go into the Wilco loft and record as many basic tracks as we could. And, oh, nice. and, and that was very successful. I think we got five yeah. songs down, you know, basic tracks. And, you know, Kelly sang on a few songs that ended up being the final vocal. We didn't touch
3: it. Her scratch vocal was just. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeff Tweedy's microphone.
2: That's Yeah, And then we did the rest back up. Back up at Alex's studio, Alex Hall, yeah. our drummer and engineer and and sound man. He is a sound man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is a genius. And I think I think the recording barely took over a year. We were probably done in less than a year. Really? This time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, All right. I got to change our bio
2: now. (laughs) We, we We had to have been because we haven't been together since true we were, yeah we didn't start recording the first yeah. one, right, one I, got to change our bio. I guess i was thinking of the last record
3: it just seems like we're always apart but yeah and when we get back when we get together it's and it's so fun it's really i mean alex's studio it's it's the third floor of this building in chicago and it's almost like our clubhouse at this point we actually oh nice Flat Five paid for a fancy espresso machine. <laughs> we like, like, we gotta make improvements around here. So, yeah, we, we, Alex was like, because we pay, you know, we pay him for studio time, but he's like, what if we, you know, get an espresso machine? Bingo. So, yeah. But it's, so it yeah. probably took us uh, really a month to make the record over a year. Exactly. Fan. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. From start to finish from mixing and Alex mastered it. So it was very, it was very in-house thing all the way around. Like every he did part. a really
1: good job kind of mixing. We kind of mixed as we went and there wasn't a lot of changes from what, just his initial ideas that he was coming up with as we were
3: recording. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's Fantastic. Yeah. That's because you guys are also professional.
3: We just, yeah, we're just, we're, we're all lathered up. I mean, we'd all say, okay, I'll see you later. And by, you know, and then Alex would stay. And then by the time each of us got to our home, to our houses, he would have sent like, here's the mixes from today, you know, to listen to and, and then let go from there and change or whatever. So, so yeah. So,
1: and Scott played a big role in that, you know, Scott produced the record with, Uh, You know, with Alex and he, he was over his shoulder a lot coming up with great ideas and arrangement ideas. You know, we all, when we're like arranging backup vocals, you know, we're all pretty fast on the same page of what is the right way to sing it and where our voices fall. It happens really naturally.
3: So... Yeah, I know Scott, Scott's got the crazy ears, like the radar ears, and yeah, great, good good ideas. And then, yeah, and like Nora said, we sort of all fall in like we normally do. And then sometimes we'll mix it up on purpose and just see, you know, Yeah. like, like hey, well, and Casey can sing higher than me and Nora. And like Casey has, so sometimes we'll flip it up and, and even though we can hit those notes, it's like, well, this, you know, if Casey sings this, we just play around. It's really... It's true. better with Casey yeah. for sometimes. It's yeah. just just so fun. I mean, that's like the funnest thing I do in my life is to play around with these people who all can do the same the thing I do. And we just, we play. We literally, we play and play. So,
0: Well, with the pandemic kind of putting everything on hold for a while. Has that actually changed anything for you guys since you, you aren't able to really get together to tour, per se? Um, has, has it your change? have got to stop drinking during these podcasts. Have your plans changed at all since uh, the lockdown
3: happened? Yeah, we ended up, because like Casey was saying, we were hot and heavy and we were really trying to play a lot and And especially leading up to, you know, we we thought our record was going to come out maybe in the summer. That was the trajectory. You know, the breaks just... And I think when it happens... What do we? Because and we were making a concerted effort, like Nora said, to go back to Milwaukee. And our last show was Milwaukee on February 28th, and we sold out like a good sized venue. So it was like finally we're in Milwaukee. And then it's like, and that's the last show you'll play until 2022. You know, Uh so we ended. We canceled maybe five shows. You know, we had shows on the books into September, and no. So yeah, it changed a lot.
0: Has it changed what you're gonna, what you were planning on doing as far as promotion of the record besides live shows? I mean, you're yeah. fortunately you're available for my podcast, which is great. But uh, are you, do, is there a social media presence where uh, people can keep an eye on on release dates and hopefully future gigs?
3: Yeah, we have our, our Facebook page, you know, Flat 5 Chicago, and then we have our website, flat and we're on Instagram, I think it's flat5CHI and Twitter, so yeah, we do all the social media to different extents, and, and we're ramping that up, and we... We do, we're doing uh, three videos. We're putting out three singles in advance of the, of the album. And that's been kind of fun. That's something we've never really done. So that's probably something different. That, I don't know if we would have spent so much time on that
1: kind of content because we would have just been playing live yeah. shows. But yeah. we've been wanting to make videos. And so this has been a fun, creative outlet for all of us. Okay. Yeah.
0: Finally, I just kind of wanted to find out a little bit about uh, who you guys were working with before everything, the lockdown hit individually, uh, be, you know, besides the flat five, who are you working with when, when everything kind of came to a halt and are there plans to pick things up in 2021 with the same
2: artists? And I guess we can start with Casey, how, how, who are you playing with? Uh, and well, um I, I do some, some fairly regular things just around Chicago, Scott and Alex and I have a band with Joel Patterson called the, the Western Elstons. It plays mostly old fashioned country music and a lot of Everly brothers, Hooven brothers, Delmore brothers, Davis sisters, <laughs> a lot uh, of relatives. Uh, yeah. More, more relative music. And, uh, that band had a, a steady residency for the last thirteen years, wow. I think. Every every other Wednesday oh, at wow. a place on the north side of Chicago called Simons. And they've just reopened their back patio. But I mean, they're not they're not talking about I haven't heard anything about live music happening there. Yeah. And our VQ, our last tour was and Scott and I are also in NRBQ. Our last tour was at the end of January. And then we played a cruise. And, nice. You know, and, and people were just starting to talk about, have you heard about this weird thing that this disease, this virus, like on the ship, yeah. a couple of people had to get off. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, that was the last time NRBQ has played together. We, we closed the cruise. Um, yeah, it was wild. Wow. It's, it's been really crazy. So, just no, I don't think anyone knows when No, when you can expect a band like NRBQ that plays on the road all the time to get back to something like a, a schedule.
0: Oh, man. Yeah.
2: Well, Kelly, what
3: about your situation? Well...
2: Oh, you a them.
3: Eddie Spaghetti's like, don't go on tour, Mom. Don't do it.
0: Wait, we what, what is your dog's name?
3: Mom, don't go on tour. So, what, um, what is your dog's well, name? I, uh, I have two, and there's Eddie Spaghetti. Come here, buddy. Come oh, my here. gosh.
0: From the Super yeah. Suckers?
3: Are they what? From the Super Suckers? He he came named, so oh. I think I think he just likes spaghetti. He's <laughs> his he tooth there. I head. Oh my, my goodness. Beard. Very home.
0: He looks like a miniature version of my dog.
3: Really? What kind?
0: He's a mix Australian Shepherd and Boxer.
3: Oh wow. Crazy man. But he's That's tri yeah,
0: he's a tricolor. So he's oh. he's like a- awesome. His name is Hammond.
3: Oh nice. So Eddie's got he's like Boston Terrier, Chihuahua, Dragon, Chicken, Monkey, Lizard mix. So, <laughs> that's a little you know. But yeah. Well I guess we were playing I had just remounted a solo band for myself in January I was like oh, okay Hogan let's do it let's do this again Nora played bass in my band and we had a huge show at the hideout sold out crazy show on my birthday and then went to Atlanta my hometown and had a that show was even more nuts like off the hook this crazy sold out show in Atlanta wow January 17th and and then we were just I mean I was just getting like Nora and I kind of book most of the flat five stuff and so we were really doing a concerted effort to like let's build this and then Nora and I last year um, sang with Iron and Wine for so three shows with uh, three different symphony orchestras wow. and that was uh, there were supposed to be a couple more of those this year so that's not happening so. oh, but... yeah
0: All right, well, I got a lot of Nora and Kelly's answer. Is there more to add to that, Nora? Oh, I think you're muted.
3: I am a professional (laughs) Skybird. That's okay, that's what editing's for. The suspense was delicious.
1: I know, I had to cough, so I muted myself, and then I just didn't turn myself back on, but... um... But I, I have my own band. I play solo shows. I mean, there's so many places to play in Chicago. And, you know, I've been starting to find smaller places to play. Like we've been playing at this wine shop and other people have started to play there. And I found a gallery and I've been trying to find like unconventional, but not venues, just like galleries or little shops or right. different kinds of Places to play for um, for small, intimate audiences has been the kind of thing I've I've been really into, living room shows, stuff like that. And and um, I was going to do Jump on the Road with Nico Case for a handful of shows in the summer and the fall, and that's all been moved to next year. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows when when any of us will travel around? You know city to city and, and play in different venues. It's yeah. hard to
0: say. Well, I don't want to end on a sad note like that. So I just <laughs> want to throw out that this album is amazing. The new thanks. flat five. Thanks you. It's so different from everything else out there that it's striking to me. And that's what I loved about it. it it's so familiar, yet so unfamiliar at this point. So it, it was, it was mm-hmm. a wonderful... Wonderful listen and I thank you guys so much for letting me listen to it a little early.
3: Thanks. Well, I mean, we're we're you know, it's there's bummer times, but like I said, we started you know, we've zoomed almost every single week with each other just to see each other. Casey puts on a fez, sometimes a sombrero. You know, oh. we just check in with each other, and we're
1: well here. Yeah,
3: I'm
0: the shark cat.
3: <laughs> here we go. Casey, he's throwing down the shark hat gauntlet. That's,
0: <laughs> let's well, see, let's see Casey's shark uh, his hat game. Uh,
3: uh Oh, we've started something. But yeah, I mean, we have we have hope and we have, you know, we're. Oh, oh, my oh, my. That
0: looks much better than my shark.
3: Oh, is that your hat from The Point? Point. This is my hat from The Point. We were in a production of Harry Nelson's The Point all together in Chicago. Oh, wow. I still have my little point hat, too. So nice. I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to have to pull out my Stormtrooper helmet now.
3: <laughs> i don't I, got, I have my hideout cat. and let's see i've got my this is my favorite my this time center's hat oh are nice.
0: you all right, y'all gonna make me do it hold on a second
3: <laughs> all, pod, all podcasts should end this way
2: <laughs> <laughs> come on nora where's your hats
1: I don't know. I'm I'm sitting in Chris's office, and he usually he just oh, yeah,
3: but there's no, no. That's <laughs> awesome, <Merry> Christmas baby. <laughs> dreamer, right?
0: The problem is I can't really hear you guys very well.
3: that's all right. It's just me talking. Pretty much <laughs> all
0: right, nice. Come on.
3: Nice. <laughs> cool. Well, no, thank you for having
0: us on your podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's been my pleasure completely. Thank you guys for spending
3: so much time with me. It's all good. And we go fresh fish watering the yard. It's going to be great. Baby boy, favorite toy, that piece of Hot Wheel track that I choose. I was a hot wheel track, chewing a little dude, but the world missed out. The world missed
4: out. World it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football